Brothers and sisters, welcome back to the After School Dawa podcast. Um, I think it's been a while since our last episode, has it? Yes, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, Tahmid Saad, how are you guys doing? That that doesn't sound very nice, man. The way it sounds, like, Alhamdulillah, bro. It was like, bro, I don't want to be here right now, man. <laughs> so I'll just say like, I'm doing so I'll, so, so, so I'll just say like, <laughs> Mo, Mo doesn't even pay us for this, man. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like get to it, <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, um, as you guys know, um, today's episode. I guess um, it's no surprise to anyone watching. This is, of course, going to be um, about what's going on right now in Palestine. Um, but rather, more specifically, what is it that we can do about what's going on in Palestine? And that's going to be um, the main premise of today's episode. So, inshallah, by the end of today's episode, every single person, doesn't matter who you are, listening to this episode, you will know 100%, 110%. Yeah, yeah guys? 110%, yeah? They will know exactly what they can do and what they can't do, right? And yep. that's what we're here for. We're not going to tell you to do something like, oh, fly over there and, you know, go and take the war to them, yeah? Nothing like that. We're not going to tell you to do the impossible, innit? We're going to tell you practical, realistic things you can do um, to support our Muslim brothers and sisters in Palestine. Um, but I guess before that, um, if Tahmid, you could probably yeah. tell us, why is it? You know, I, I guess we don't really need to go too much into the conflict behind it. Everyone knows what the problem is. Everyone knows that, you know, the Zionists in Israel. I yeah. say Israel like that, innit? <laughs> I say it like um, Bani Israel. Like <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm reading one of the books in it. Um, yeah. But they are occupying, um, Pal- um, they're occupying Gaza, Palestine, etc. And so much, I guess, what can you call it? Atrocities towards um, yeah, Palestinian yeah. protesters. Um, More than just atrocities, no, literal. Not even protesters. Everyone there. Yeah, journalists you know, as well. Um, the reports say that they they even you know the children that they capture, right? Mm. They even torture them. They even beat them up, right? There's no like, there's no um, what you call it. Like, okay, you know what? The kids will let them off. It's none of yeah, that, yeah. right? Mm. Um, I remember like you know I, I remember like um like you know the israeli general whatever right you know th- of the forces they were complaining that oh these palestinian protesters they're throwing kites at us wait what kites kites they're throwing kites <laughs> so what are you gonna <laughs> do instead so uh, you know we had no other choice but to bomb them instead like uh, d- d- so does that like does that. that does that even make sense you know no. um Bro, but yeah in so any cute. case yeah go on go on he was like, um, I was walking on the street and this kid threw a rock at me. So I went home and got in my eighth whatever fighter jet, went over his entire neighborhood and bombed his whole neighborhood. <laughs> Bro, that's, that's legit right? what it is, man. That's, that's legit. legit what it is. And it's so, so sad. I mean, like, I remember I remember talking to my friend of mine in it, you know. Mm. Take everything else out of it, right? Let's say, let's pretend... You don't know a thing about what's going on in Palestine or Israel. You don't know anything, right? Just, like, should there not be basic laws, you know, like unwritten laws to say that, listen, 
let's not go that far. Listen, if someone brings a knife to a fight, let's not go and bring a bazooka to the fight. You know, like is that not common sense? Right? Unfortunately, that's not the case over here. And I guess um the first thing we should start is Tahmid, why is it important for us as Muslims first and foremost? Why is it important for us to even care about this topic? And why is it important for us to even act on it in the first place? Bismillah. So there's Bismillah. numerous, numerous reasons why we should um, but, be but before you start in it, this, we be and I say this because maybe, like, oh, uh, 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 let me up. try and be the devil. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I lagged up. <laughs> oh, did you lag out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I lagged out. Yeah. No, no worries. I was going to say in it. Oh, yeah. I was saying in it. Because some people in it, let's, let's be the devil's advocate in it. When I scroll through Instagram, yeah, and I see, you know, something happen in Palestine, bro, yeah, obviously it's gonna hurt, bro. Yeah. But then I think to myself, or then someone can think to themselves, but I'm over here, like I am thousands and thousands of miles away, right? Mm-hmm. And I have absolutely no political power. It's not like I can just like call up, you know, the prime minister or something. You know, it's not like I can do or like, like I can't do anything. So what's the point? You know, and I'm sure, like as much as no one would like to admit it, I'm sure some of us have thought like that. Some of us have felt very helpless in the situation because we're talking about. I don't want to call it a war because it's not a war. It's a it's a genocide that has been going on for years and years and years, right? Mm. Something that big. What can I as one person do? And when I feel like I can't do anything, then what's the point of me even trying? You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. What's the point of me ruining my day by <coughs> you know um, by looking at these type of things? Because then guess what? Not only is it that I can't do anything to help them, I'm just yeah. ruining my own day now as well. So I'm just making it worse for myself as well. Yeah. Right? Na'udhu billah, but this is what some people can think. And I guess, I feel guilty. I yeah, it. yeah. And I guess without, without any hope, is it really that bad to think like that? You know, mm. you know, it is quite realistic to think like that. Not it gonna is. lie. So yeah, I guess with that said, damn it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I already asked you the question in there, so <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. bismillah. Isn't it? <laughs> bismillah. Yeah. So there's numerous, numerous, numerous reasons, Islamic and just general humanitarian reasons why you should be caring. Um, for like, for example, the thing you did, the point you just mentioned, where you're like, you know, you don't, you can't make any large scale changes. Hmm. So what's, you, what, what can you do? You know, like why, why should you make a really make an effort? Because you can't really make any big changes. But then again, even outside of in 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 that kind of minds with that kind of mindset, you never you'll never get anything done. Because if you, everything is done in a bigger picture, anything you do. You know, even Jordan Peterson, he recommends like a psychologist, and it's like he says you can't change mm. the world if your ho- own house isn't in order, if your room's a mess. It's kind of a meme that goes around people, because t- he says it a lot. If your room is messy, how do you expect to change the world? You can't, in it. You got to yeah, start yeah. small and then carry on and escalate and make things take things to a large scale. In that regard, you can do a lot and a lot, and hopefully, through perseverance and through dua, your efforts would reach. A a larger place for example your local MP 
can make a change, you can't, but you could contact your local MP and then your local MP could go into parliament or go into whatever uh, debates or whatever, you know. Wait, hold up, Tamit. Hold up. Did you just, did you just like give us like a practical <laughs> solution, bro? Whoa, <laughs> That's just whoa calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Get your pen and paper out, bro. I'm going to give you yeah. a we're, we're giving you life wait, hacks wait, right here, man. Not just that. <laughs> you might think, oh, that's effort. Why am I going to go contact MP, write email? Nah, people have made it easy for you. There's literal links where you just type your name in and it makes an automated email for you and sends it to your local MP. How easy is that? I've did I've done like five. You know, you know the way I see it, man. Um, and firstly, Tamid, I saw I commend you for that as well. Um, the fact he did five, he sent five. Well, I, I don't know if it's actually five. I just said five. <laughs> man, must have right. I was around that number. But you know, I commend you, anyways. But mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of what you met, uh, what you said about like, is it worth putting in the effort in it? The way I think about it, yeah. If we look at the other side, bro. Right, because you know this isn't a fight against like, you know, against Jews. You know, a lot of people they say that in it. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot, a lot of Jews are against what's going on. Yeah. This is this is against Zionists, bro. Zionists. Zionists who have, and I'm not saying this because I'm like, um, you know, I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I just want to like start a war or something like that. Yeah. You know, I'm not a national pa- person in it. This is just plain and simple. Yeah. There's been a group of people who committed crimes against humanity right yeah. what does it mean crimes against humanity it just means like bro you just did something that's inhumane right and us as muslims first and foremost we can't stand for it because that's just injustice man you know yeah. so now if you think about it yeah when i think about it imagine their side bro their side bro they're working you know they're working day and night fighting this bro Right from their side, they they have a whole like organized effort, right? Designers they have a whole organized effort working night and day on the clock, off the clock, whatever. Yeah, trying to go against this, right? Tam is talking about writing letters. Imagine how many letters they wrote, man. They probably write letters five five letters a day, bro. So when you think about that, right? What's happening on the Palestine side? Like who's putting the effort in on the Palestine side of things? Right, compared to that, bro, no one's putting in any effort on the Palestine side of things, and that's why it's always worth it, man. When we do it, it's always worth it because guess what? The other side, they have more. They have more people. It's for example, it's like, um, have you guys watched um, Thingy Suits? Is it called yeah. Suits? Yeah, the yeah. Lo- the low one, one, right? Yeah, yeah, suits, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a sick show. I remember there was one point of that show, right? Where there was a small, a very small law firm in it, and there was a big law firm, right? And basically, what the big law firm did, the big law firm, they used this tactic where they buried the small law firm in paperwork because they had so many like people, they just had so many employees in it that they were just able to bury them in paperwork, right? They used their share numbers of people, like laborers, right? The accountants in the third floor or whatever just to file paperwork after paperwork after paperwork just so that that small law firm will be so busy dealing with the paperwork that they can never even get to the case right you know what yeah. that you know what that situation is that situation shows that there is one company that has so much more resources and is mm-hmm. using that against it that that is exactly what's happening here that's <coughs> that is exactly what the zionist group are doing 
right? That is exactly that. Military in the world, they receive like three to four billion a year from America. <laughs> exactly, man. Everything. They have they have too much power, but that doesn't mean you can like if I'm there, America's spoiled kid, man. At this point, <laughs> <And> <laughs> you know, <laughs> just as guilty. Exactly, man. There's the world spoiled kid, apparently. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know where I was going with that. You know, sometimes I make a point in there and I just like forget <laughs> just where it started. You, you, you know, like you just forget where where you started with it. You know, you just go on a rant. <laughs> Sorry, what was I saying? <laughs> uh, when I was I was giving the talk, we were talking about the letters and stuff. Oh yeah, like their their side always putting in so much effort in it. But yeah, the same way as that law firm in it, um, the way that big law firm buried the small law firm. I think that's exactly the same situation here. And that's why we, as we as the Muslim, as the small law firm, we need to put in extra effort. We need to yeah. put in 10 times the effort they do, right? Mm-hmm. If we want to help, if we want to make a difference, we need to put in 10 times the effort they do, right? Now, I know a lot of people in it, they're listening to this, they're like, well, that's sick and all, yeah? You're telling us to put in effort. What do I put in effort into then, right? What am I going to put my effort into, right? Mm-hmm. So, because of that, we've split this podcast Right or this episode into, you know, four bits. Right, you know, we're do- we're going to talk about four different things. Right, um, firstly, we're going to talk about the political side of things. Right, what do we need to know in terms of politics? Then we're going to talk about um, the economical side of things. How to put economic pressure onto it? The Israeli boycott. How to do it right? You know. Then we're going to talk about the media because guess what? Who controls the narrative right now? Israel controls the narrative with BBC news and etc and that's what the whole world listens to so we need to talk about that and last and f- last and well not least in it is that that's the that's the term in it you know that's the saying <coughs> in it last and but not no. but not least but not last but not least, <laughs> but not least yeah but not least that's the one that's the one last but not least mm. we got to make the war so how do we do that how do we make the war in it so i guess the best person to ask when it comes to the political side of things, in my opinion, it's Saad, isn't it? Right? So, Saad, I guess the first question or the first um, bit of this is, well, in my opinion, I think um, a lot of people, when it comes to supporting um, our Palestinian Muslim brothers and sisters, the first thing they need is confidence in themselves, confidence in their viewpoints, and I think the reason why they don't have confidence in their viewpoints and why they're not firm in it is because most of us we don't actually we're not actually educated in what's going on. We don't actually know what the political reality of Palestine and Israel is, right? So I guess Saad, can you give us a bit, you know, a bit of history or a bit of a rundown of what's going on? You know, what is the situation that we're fighting against? Bismillah. Yeah. So. Um Essentially, down there, the situation is quite drastic and severe. Um, and um, you know, before we we go into anything political, um, we should say obviously the world is the best solution. Um, and also remember that the majority, well, a significant percentage of the uh, population that is being killed there are children and women. And in a war, uh, well, let's be honest, this isn't really a war. This is an absolute. Uh, massacre. It's a blood. It's a blood genocide, bro. It's a genocide. It's ethnic cleansing, right? Um, the 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 casualties are women and children, and that is significant. And why is that significant? Is because then there is no 
um, repopulation. Yeah, there's no children growing up, and there's no uh, women giving birth. Yeah, and this is this is something that needs to be kept in mind. Is imagine you know, the, imagine the situation as let's let's take <coughs> the Israeli side, right? Imagine you're an Israeli general, whoever you are, right? And there's a thirty-something percent chance of killing children. I think around about that much. And maybe there's like a twenty-something percent chance of killing a woman, right? That's fifty-something percent of killing a woman or a child, right? Uh, sorry, the co- combine the percentage together. So, killing women or children, fifty percent chance, right? And how can you even call that collateral how, damage, bro, bro? How would you? How would you? I would never press that button that sends an attack, a missile, where there's a thirty percent chance of killing a child or a twenty percent chance of killing a woman. I would never press that button. Yeah. So first thing we need to talk, mentally stable. It, bro. Th- this is where well, this this human issues to get into, obviously, in this one episode. But we'll mention a brief few. Firstly, is this right? Firstly, is is the 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 situation on the ground, which is killing women and children, right? And not even attacking Hamas this Hamas that. It's not even attacking Hamas this Hamas that. It's attacking uh, women and children. It's attacking innocent bystanders, bystanders who just want to be there to pray. Bearing in mind, this all kicked off at least this recent recent <coughs> aggression kicked off on one of the most holiest right holiest nights in Ramadan in one of the most sacred places in Islam, right? So uh, forgetting that. After after what happened, uh, and actually even be- let's go before that, with with the evicting of uh, of uh, Palestinian homes, right? Palestinians from their homes with uh, Israeli settlers. And by the way, these Israeli settlers are paid paid for uh, by the U.S. government. Legit, the, the the famous video that majority of you probably seen, where the guy says, "I'm um, if I if if you know if I don't steal your house, someone else is going to steal it." Right? That guy is actually found out to be from from Vice News was found out to be actually be paid. From uh, uh, he was paid from an American company, from an American organization, to go to Israel and take land. He's from New Jersey. He's from New Jersey, if I remember correctly. So he's from America, yeah. And he came. To, he come to Israel to go and uh, take Palestinian land. So that's another issue there, of course, right? Uh, a further issue is how in how is in how Zionists think of and treat the Arabs, right? They think of and treat the Arabs as inhuman right the subhuman right monsters right uh, uh, um, uh, what's it uh, uh, creatures that deserve to be exterminated and this is this isn't me being you know hyper- hyperbolic or exaggerated this is literally in their uh, initial uh, uh, what's it called um, kind of uh, speech right if you look at uh, Herzl who was the founder of modern political Zionism right if you look at what he said about Arabs and what he considers mm-hmm. to be, and what is taught in Israeli schools, and what is taught in you know Israeli society, is that Arabs are subhuman, right? They came here to take our land, right? This is rightfully our land, religiously, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they deserve to be exterminated, and they're disgusting, and they need to be they need to get gotten rid of, right? And this is all in their all in their speeches, all in their texts, right? And um, another important point I think we need to make here in terms of politics is that this is a political issue, not a religious issue, right? We, uh, the, like Muhammad mentioned, like Dahmer mentioned. So, 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 I think you need to say that again for the people at the back. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a political issue, not a religious issue. Yeah. Um, so as Muhammad, Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> as Muhammad and Dahmer mentioned, Orthodox Jews are standing out against. Uh, the Israeli government and the Zionist uh, policies, right? Um, and what's important to mention here is that um, Israel serves a geo- geopolitical importance in uh, for the West, right? 
uh, with Joe Biden even saying many years ago, if there wasn't an Israel, the US would have to invent one, right? Because it serves an important player in the Middle East uh, and in that region uh, for their own interests, right? And that's why Israel is there and that's why they won't speak out against whatever they do where they call them alleged war crimes they are war crimes they've been monitored to be war crimes right by amnesty international by un human rights organization uh organizations and also an israeli human rights organization uh surprise an israeli human rights organization called bit slim right if you search the name of bit slim b apostrophe t s e l e m or something something along those lines um who have all called out um, the human rights uh, abuses that are going on uh, from the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, and from the Israeli government. Um, so again, this is a political issue, not a religious one. So there have been some videos and there have been some issues um, going on with anti-Semitism in the UK, with some very silly people, um, you know, trying to uh, stupidly, I'd say, support the Palestinian cause by. Uh, you know, saying death to Jews and um, other anti-Semitic remarks, which is uncalled for, obviously, as we know, um, Islam teaches to respect all religions uh, and to, you know, um, teach, uh, treat non-Muslims uh, peacefully if they're not if they're not doing any harm to us. And the Jews of this country, uh, for the most part, and um, you know, are fine. They they would like to coexist with us Muslims, <coughs> and they have no issue with us for the most part. Right. And not even that, like there are Jews who are supporting the cause. Supporting the cause, yeah. And so you are ruining the cause by by going this far. Mm. Um, like Saad mentioned, it is yeah. a political issue, not a religious <coughs> one. Yeah. Right? This yeah. isn't a fight between Jews and Muslims or anything like that, you know? This is a political issue. This is a stance this is about the occupation of Palestine. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna say that again. Occupation of Palestine, because hashtag Palestine in it. <laughs> I mean, bro, but we, we don't need you know to. One we, thing. we don't need to subjectively even, you know, uh, I'd say laugh it off as occupation. Like, yeah. Oh, it's occupation because you know uh, clearly no. Uh, well, I mean, objectively, 100%. it's occupation. You, you, uh, the UN has called this occupation. <laughs> yeah. This, the, this is literally <laughs> an occupation. The crime they are committing, the war crimes they are committing, are literally war crimes. They're not. We're not. We're not. Every, anything we say here, um, in terms of language, like apartheid, like uh, occupation, like war crimes, they're not hyperbolic. Meaning they're not exaggerated to the point of being, you know, purposely exaggerated. Yeah. They're not like that. We're These f- are actual, literal, yes, war crimes. The, the if you look up the definition of a, 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 a apartheid war crime on Wikipedia, right? Apartheid brackets war crime. The literal definition is what Israel is doing right now. Right, and this has been classed as an apartheid by the UN. If I'm fairly certain, it's definitely been uh, definitely they've definitely been called war crimes by the UN, and it's definitely been called by an, uh, called an occupation occupation by the UN. It's crazy, man. You know, going back to one thing Saad said, right, um, about Israel, right? If it didn't exist, they'd create another one. That's crazy, right? It's crazy to think that us, right, us Muslims, right. Some of us, we think it is enough to just post something on our Instagram or change our profile pictures, yeah? Now, alhamdulillah, doing these type of things as a collective group is good to do, but it's not enough, in it, right? Some of us think that this is enough to condemn or to bring, it, to, to bring them to justice. After, after, we, after you see how important they are to the West, you think that us posting something 
is enough. Like that's that's crazy, man. That's crazy. We, the reason why we need to know about what's happening, the reason why we need to know about um, the importance of the Israeli state to the Western world, is so that we know what's happening. So, so that we know what we need to do. Well, what we need to do, isn't it? Uh, mean, we know what we know. We need to know what we're fighting against. Just to just to kind of interject here, Muhammad. I think you mentioned an important point, right? Is that, alhamdulillah, anyone listening to this podcast most likely is somewhere over the age of eighteen or maybe close to it, right? Or uh, yeah, so you're either close to eighteen or you're probably most well over according to our demographics. And and, anyway. and if you're not eighteen yet, yeah. then quickly become eighteen. <laughs> what are you doing? You slack it. You slack it. No, according to our demographics, <laughs> most of us, most of the people listening to this are adults, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, what does that mean? It means that voting is an option for us. And what does that mean? It means mean? our podcast is uh, too boring for kids. Yeah, it? <laughs> we're, we're, too, we're too boring. We're going we're to talk about bills and tax. And it's a, nah. um, but what I'm trying to say here is, um, yes, uh, social media posts and social media awareness is important. But what is also important is that your local MP, your representative for your council, etc., etc., you vote them. You literally go to the voting polls, voting booths, and you mark a little X on whoever you think would be a great candidate for your council or would be the best candidate, right? Uh, and so it's important for us to read the manifestos, read what these MPs are saying about Israel. Some of them are snakes. Some of them will pander to... Uh, the Muslim community or minority communities right but if you look at their past record they will have no record past record of st- of standing up for these communities or fighting for them right so it's not I'm the reason why I say this is a lot of Muslims will just automatically vote Labour and I'm not saying all of yeah, Labour yeah. MPs are snakes right I'm not saying that I'm saying some of them <laughs> Might be right, <laughs> so it's important to kind of just grow up and then you see your parents exactly. Yeah, you, oh, okay. it's, it's labor option because Tories are Tories. Yeah, I think stock. I think that's the equivalent of like how us Muslims and some of us would just like blind follow the religion. Yeah, you know, we do it because our parents do it. Yeah, don't do that. You know, we follow labor because our parents follow labor. Yeah, right. I mean, we that's follow labor yeah. because you want it, man. Read the manifesto, bro. The, these manifestos. So, so I don't I don't know why people think these are like long documents like 60 pages long a whole flipping thesis they're not that long they're not meant to be that long mostly because they want people to read them and uh, see what they stand for right or at least um, uh, on the on the surface see what they stand for so these manifest manifestos aren't really long documents they're maybe a couple of pages at most maybe yeah, ten maybe and ten even pages like at most at even most. with how long they are right yeah you know of, most often like these are things that directly affect us yeah you know we're trying to you know the imagine right our countries they're trying to ask us our opinion on how we how we want things to be run right and then we're like ah see you yeah <laughs> let's just go back to watching netflix yeah. instead like come on just read it it's not that deep yeah i mean I, i'm say, i'm saying 10 pages bro i highly doubt that would be even thing like a lot of these like no, i'm looking at even, bro man, i'm looking at even. keir starmer you know keir starmer the leader of labor party right yeah, yeah i'm looking yeah. at his main page right now he literally has a graphic for 10 10 short points what he stands for so you you can just look at these and and yeah uh, that's it yeah. I, i'm not even like there are instagram pages and etc um who condense a lot of these information right yeah. and you know yeah what running yeah <laughs> and so obviously not not just voting with your wallet in terms of the uh, the charity that you're giving alhamdulillah that's good 
may Allah, may Allah bless you guys for that whoever's giving charity right but charity ultimately remember is a short-term solution you can't keep giving charity forever what happens when you tie it you know in the 50 50 years 100 years <laughs> you know no one's gonna be giving charity anymore not not from you you know you're not gonna be giving charity anymore maybe your children army grandchildren are, but they're short-term solutions yeah definitely definitely um with charity sorry yeah. to stop you there sad um if you we have to think about this very 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 logically right um because sometimes you know um we need to be honest with ourselves sometimes when we think about helping the palestinian cause sometimes we think okay you know what i'm going to do something so that i can feel good about us, about myself right and that's often why some people give charity is so that they can feel good at, at least at least i did something in it you know sometimes the charity becomes an excuse for you right to do nothing else and that is something that you should really be aware of because if you think about it what does the charity do a lot of these charities um are to help the palestinian muslim brothers and sisters who are who are in trouble right now right you know the people on the ground or whatever right yeah yeah is to help team directly exactly is to help people who are in the ground right now Mm. right Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that the money you give is going to help the situation overall Yep. Right mm-hmm. now, does that mean that we abandon the people on the ground and we don't help them in the meantime? No. no, of course not. It means we do both. We help the people on the ground in the meantime because we need to, right? We can't just, you know, we can't just put them on standby, you know, or anything like that. We can't just put them on pause. They're human beings. We need to help them now. But at the same time, we need to fix the situation overall in the long term, right? So we can't just think about charity alone. We have to think about other things. Right, so yeah, so I'd continue. Yeah, so um, as I was saying, um, these uh, it's important to remember that as adults, we all have a hand in the political decisions that are made in the UK. They might not be, you know, hundred uh, percent democratic. If you look at the de- how the US, uh, not US, UK democracy works, not all of it involves the people. There are some aspects of it, obviously, that don't involve the people. Um, or at least uh, if my memory serves me correctly um, but what who you vote for in terms of your council and how many seats <coughs> are elected nationally in you know uh, in an election etc etc uh, you do play a part in that right uh, and some mm. people might like uh, for example uh, I'll give you an example the mayor elections right in um, London recently Right, not too long ago, maybe a, a week, maybe two weeks ago. Um, there was a, a popular YouTuber who I'm pretty sure you guys have, might, may, might, may have heard of, I don't know, uh, Nick, uh, Nico Omilana, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he was running for mayor. <laughs> oh my god, that was the funniest bro, thing ever. The joke is funny, like he got ni- 11% of the <laughs> votes, right? Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, he got like, is, I think he got like 11% man. of votes. He actually beat man. like a legit candidate. He beat like two or three that is, candidates. That right? is crazy. That is crazy. Now, now listen, the joke <laughs> is funny, but I, I don't know. I, I don't look into the candidates he beat, but by the off chance, if it was a candidate that could have re- better represented, um, you know, your interests, then your vote should really be going to them, not as a joke to some guy, right? Um, yeah. So nah, it, it just showed like yeah. imagine that eleven percent. That is, you know, if you think about it, it, it might not sound like a big amount, but that is actually the youth, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of that is going to be the young people, yeah. right? Out of the eleven percent, maybe ninety percent of it is young people in it, yeah. right? Imagine them 
imagine how much they actually care about voting yeah. that they just make a joke out of it and vote yeah. for the guy man exactly like, that's what's, what's happening this this is how much this is how much like yeah, yeah. 89% of the youth actually care about politics bro yeah that just shows in it yeah you know? I mean it's I I would argue you know sometimes it's not entirely their fault um because politics can be it's, it's, it, yeah, yeah it's not their fault it's not their fault definitely um but that is reality in it yeah that yeah politics is boring but like muhammad said a lot of these online um especially on social media this com- information has been condensed a lot and you can you know it's not hard to find follow someone on twitter or follow someone on instagram that can help you understand this information and if you are really 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 like you know out of it um then just literally just look at you know um online news sources and articles they frame it in a basic language because their audience is mostly the general public right um obviously bear in mind that the news media may be biased towards certain candidates and have a have a agenda against other candidates it might be possible so just bear that in mind now speaking of the news media uh, obviously muhammad said that um the news does control the narrative uh and in terms of the palestine issue um i'm sure many of you know that a lot of the news media is quite bi- uh, biased against palestine and uh has a agenda towards a pro agenda towards israel um or israeli sentiment uh, or zionist sentiment you could say uh and this is outlined by the fact that for example the bbc reported that a certain amount of uh israelis had been killed and i think a certain amount of palestinians had died right so the the use of language there is a clear indicator as to which side they're supporting yeah and for sure for sure never think that they they did this um like by coincidence yeah, yeah. Th- that wording they did that on purpose yeah 100% they did that on this purpose this wording man. gets checked by them by the by the editors by seniors by everyone yeah right you know so for them they possible. they get trained yeah. they get trained to write in a way you know they they know what they're doing you know like um uh what what do you call it journalism in it that's the subject yeah um yeah in that they get trained to you know write it, write it in a way like we say where you control the narrative yeah right where okay i'm going to use a certain type of wording if i use it like this or if i phrase it like this it's going to have a different emotional um response to the reader right yeah. they know these things they're not stupid they know what has an emotional response um a good one what has a bad one what doesn't have one what does what has a strong one what doesn't yeah. you know and we need to uh, and you know it's crazy um i remember listening um i think it was um maybe 2 years ago um there was a talk and um the person um it was she i rem- i think she did like her a dissertation or something um around this topic in it of how the media um manipulates the way they deliver information in it mm-hmm. right and it's crazy bro it's crazy how they the word things and etc you 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 never you know unless you're unless you know about these things specifically you would never clock it bro yeah you would never clock it yeah right um, so yeah, that being yeah. said so yeah I just What have I just have one final point. Okay, go on. <laughs> I I'll, 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 I'll give a one point one point and then I'll pass it on to you too, inshallah. No, um no, it's, no, it's. so just regarding one one kind of uh, point I want to mention regards to Hamas, right? Everyone talks about Hamas this Hamas that. Especially the media likes to play the card of well Hamas is doing this, so why not? The main thing um you know, we must push as a as a point 
is yes, all Muslims are not stupid, and yes, all Muslims condemn Hamas. Yeah, I don't know why that needs to be said. All Muslims do condemn Hamas's actions. Hamas are using civilian, you know, locations. Hamas are potentially and maybe um, in reports they have been confirmed to. I think use uh, Palestinians or civilians as human shields, right? Uh, Hamas have been conflict, uh, creating conflicts over um, routes where aid can be supplied, right? So Hamas is doing doing these things, and no 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 Muslim supports Hamas. Right, we don't support what Hamas is doing, and they're classed as a terrorist organization. At least their militia wing, I think, is classed as a terrorist organization by the UN. But who's condemning Israel? No one, <laughs> right? No one. Who's who's condemning the other terrorists? No one's condemning Israel. <laughs> well, okay. For real. You know, let, let's count. Let's count how. On Ooh, how I, just, I just threw that, bro. I just threw that. Uh, bro, literally, I like. Okay. BBC, BBC says, BBC says Hamas. Guardian, I think, says Hamas. Probably, I don't know, Washington Post or wh- whichever news media, news media says Hamas. 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 Where's Israel condemnation? Nope. Silence. Another another one. Look at look at maybe BBC. Nope. Guardian. Nope. New York Times. Nope. I can't see anything. So there's no condemnation of Israel, but there's lots of lots and lots of condemnation of Hamas. Now Israel has been called, uh, uh, you know, he has been accused of committing war crimes. They've been accused of committing apartheid, uh, and they've been, uh, uh, you know. Um, What's the word? Uh, creating illegal settlements, right? Illegal settlements. These are illegal by UN law. These are illegal. And also, might I add, using illegal weapons, banned weapons like white phosphorus. White phosphorus has been banned for a while, a very long time now, I think. Couple of, maybe, um, I, I don't know how long actually. Uh, maybe since the 80s. I'm not sure. I'd have, to, I'd have to double check that. But it's been banned for a while now, white phosphorus as a, as a weapon. Uh, so they're using illegal weapons, right? Um, so why is no one condemning these things? I mean, I'm pretty sure Hamas doesn't have access to white phosphorus. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and bear in mind these illegal weapons they're using—they're not using against uniformed soldiers, yeah, using against you know, fighting yeah. for Palestine. Yeah. They're using against c- uh, civilians, yeah. Yeah. And men, women, and children. And people like to point out Hamas's, you know, um, bases everywhere, everywhere, you know. I don't think Hamas was in that AP building, the Associated Press and Al Jazeera building that the Israelis bombed. Um, because if they were, then I'm pretty sure the AP and Al Jazeera probably would have reported that yes, there's Hamas here, please get us out of here, we don't want to be near terrorists. Um, and I also don't think there was any Hamas in those many schools that you bombed. I also think that there wasn't any Hamas in that COVID lab that you bombed. Uh, and I also think the yeah the, the media outlets and the hospitals and the schools and the playgrounds uh, and the normal homes that really were anywhere near Hamas and forget all of that when you make an accusation that this person is in this place provide evidence where's your evidence they provided no evidence that Hamas is doing any of this in these areas etc etc maybe the evidence they have provided is very few and far between but it does not excuse any of the actions they've been doing that's my final point. Yeah. Have you seen those interviews where reporters will ask biased questions, obviously biased leading questions? Yep. <laughs> and then the person who they're interviewing doesn't fall and they just fire back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just so satisfying. Yep. You can't blame them because it's their job and they're literally told that that's what they're supposed to do. Yep. Like yeah. I think even if reporters and stuff, even if they don't support Israel and Zionism, mm. they still have to do that because 
that's usually well, what they're yeah, 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 exactly. They'll get fired. They're bossing they it. You'll see them off you know. losing their job and doing something else. Like one AP journalist uh, got fired for making pro-Palestinian comments uh, recently. I think, uh, if I remember correctly. That's mad. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. So they'll get fired ah, for, crazy, for calling it out. If they, if they if they say anything, then they will get fired for it. Yeah. Mm. No, like if you look at the BBC, for example, in it, you know, it, it may not necessarily be. Um, the ones that are hosting, you know, the BBC radio or the BBC news reporters, you know, mm-hmm. um, is the one that's right at the top. Yep. You know, the CEO, the CFO, or B- BBC is them lot. You know, them them lot that are the Zionists, right? Now, talking about all of this, right? Right now is a very clear. There is a very clear picture, right, for us right now. Listening to this podcast, not everyone else, um, that. Israel, Israel, um, Israeli Zionists, right? They have control. They have they monopolized the media, right? Right. I could say maybe even more than eighty percent of the world population, right? Mm. I think. I think. Hang Would, on, just a, a very general point to be made here, right? Uh, now, this what we're saying here is speculation. I think it's important to make that clear. Right. Yeah, yeah, speculation. It's speculation, and it's right. important to Trying know. Trying to say majority, you know. Uh, majority could be speculation as well. I think it's 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 important to be fair here. Uh, I think what we should say rather instead. Is majority of the Western. Well, I, I'd I'd be hesitant to say even that. What I think is the majority of the media aren't Zionists themselves, right? But they will promote a Zionist agenda, or they will promote what Israel is doing, mainly because it sells. That's what the media is about, right? So they're not purely sympathizers rather they will set they will just put in the paper what sells um and what gets clicks essentially right because their audience might be Zionist sympathizers right <coughs> so uh, you know there, there may have been cases i wouldn't say not the audience right the investors in it yeah the investors the people that put money yeah, into wh- them. whoever's whoever's funding them and whoever sees their website and whoever gets them clicks and popularity and attention that's who they're gonna target, and they they they, they don't just do yeah they don't just do this with <laughs> Zionism and uh, pro-Israeli propaganda. Uh, they will also do with do this with uh, I don't know for example the left for example they might portray the left in a bad way right like the BLM movements that the LGBTQ yeah. movements etc. But in any case, yeah. in any case, yeah. um, the clear picture is that guess what they have control yeah. of They're the means right. What do we need to do then right? I guess the first step. Right. Um, this is more of a long-term solution that we mentioned, you know, in previous episodes, isn't it? Yeah. Which is, you know, for our kids to actually go into media, for what? Yeah. Right. Um, we, you know, a simple, a simple solution is to have Muslim representation. That's it. In any sort of situation, right? In politics, right? If there's an issue where the Muslims aren't being represented, then put a few Muslims in the, you know, into parliament. You get what I mean, mm. right? Um, the same thing with BBC. P- put a few Muslims into it. What we need is Muslim representation. What happens after that is, guess what? Next time BBC try and do something, then they have to remember, oh wait, I got some you know, Muslim employees. And those Muslim employees, maybe everyone else, they might do something, right, that they think is completely fine, right? But then the Muslim employee, he realizes because he himself is a Muslim, he realizes, okay, no, this is wrong, and then he lets everyone else know. Yeah, that's what it means to have our voice represented, right? So I guess the first step is that in it. Mm. 
yeah. is you know to be confident in going into these type of professions and for our kids to go into these professions right but this is a more of a long-term thing and i want to talk about right now what can we do right now i think the first step is you know use use a modern day media which is social media right um instagram facebook twitter all of this right we need to utilize that right and we're already doing it we're already doing it by posting you know information about palestine and about things that we can do right you know a lot of us are already doing this this is amazing this is us taking back you know control over the narrative right now that's the first step in it you know to in our own individual social media platforms to you know post about these things to bring awareness to these things the second thing we need to do is to support muslim media outlets that are actually talking about these things you know it doesn't have to be um something that's on tv you know it could be a youtube channel maybe like let's say okay i i saw you know smile to jinnah he made such an amazing video talking about all these different things right and it's nice and con- congested is that the word uh, condensed condensed yeah that's the word it's nice and condensed isn't it mm. right he's doing such an amazing job right let me promote this brother let me support this brother let me advertise him you know and etc in it whatever way you can support him let me support him right oh i see i saw muhammad hijab he did something amazing okay maybe i saw you know al jazeera you know do they talk about um do they talk yeah, about palestine yeah, right so support them you know that's what we should be doing right support media muslim media outlets that you that you see are talking about palestine right what else could we do lads you know in terms of media um okay imagine that that was all person um okay so with the with that all said in it you know we mentioned a few ways um that we can solve um support the palestinian cause through media are there any other ways to amend insert that we can support through media Dahmin do you want to go first mm, so yeah as Mohammed mentioned supporting low not low but smaller or well muslim based uh, active people that are you know actively following the situation such as youtubers and that is very important because obviously we know the mainstream media's uh, brainwashed and is not accurate also with the media ma- journalism is a uh, is a very strong route for example my sister she's a uh, she studies journalism hmm. so she's got a a route kind of set ahead of her inshallah Um, a big shout out to um Tahmi's yeah, sister inshallah make dua inshallah what so, i mean um, so uh, she's like already on that route and she she can essentially get into that sector and become you know a person who can represent and that's inshallah, good inshallah. And, and that that's what we should be aiming for more um obviously that's a long term goal as he said as well yeah. uh with there's also many teams relief teams people that are actively helping that we can't directly see or touch but we can see well we can see them through you know through the efforts of other people like there's this one team called the Gaza relief team they've been uploading videos every day and I've been watching them cuz someone else posts them on the his story uh, one of my friends and then they update the situation literally every day live from Gaza 
and this is literally raw footage from Gaza like they'd show them rushing to help people in hospitals and stuff like that and this is the kind of content you want to push out so sharing stuff like that rather uh, aside from Instagram <coughs> posts and you know typical text posts and stuff sharing raw footage and things like that is, 100% um, is and very, I think um, I think to add to that as well it also brings a human element of it you yeah, know sure. um, sometimes like I, uh, you know Saad mentioned it before as well you know especially when you have such you know such big weapons like you know bombs right that essentially make victims into just numbers right on a spreadsheet when you have something yeah, like that happen it, you know it's very difficult for us to see them as human beings when you hear like oh 123 people died we just see that as a number but when you see that Yo, that's 123 living human beings, each of them who had lives, who had dreams, who had families, who had people that loved them, right? Died. That 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 hits differently, man. And that's why what Ahmed mentioned, right? These sort of raw videos and pictures of people there, patients there, hospitals there, what's happening there. That's why it's never not worth sending these sort of things. You know, even the ones that are like you know the ones that say oh, you know um, what do you call it like graphic content or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Send those. Don't be afraid to send them. Right. What's the worst that can happen? Right. Now, all the billah, maybe maybe Instagram blocks your account. Right. Is that is that honestly the worst thing that can happen to you? You know, like compared to what the fight that they're going against in Palestine. You know. I actually like, saw something quite commendable from a lady in parliament when she was talking about the situation yeah, she yeah. started listing names mm. one by one of uh, children actual children that had died oh, in damn. the bombings and airstrikes and it kind of just hit you know hit deep <coughs> brought in a, a real human element into it because when she was speaking she was listing up their names and their ages and it was a uh, it was very very uh, honorable thing to do and uh, respect for that and also, you know, hits everyone with a reality check. Like they're not just numbers, they're actual lives. For and sure, not to man, for sure. Kids, children. Yeah. People that hadn't even grown yet. Yeah, and there's not their lives that you affect is everyone around them. In there, in there. You know, do you think that you know, if if a mother's son dies, do you think the mum's not gonna be affected by that? Man, the mum's gonna have be in even worse pain. She's gonna be affected worse than death. You get what I mean? Yeah. Right? It's It doesn't just affect the people that have died. You know, they've died. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them jinnah as martyrs. You know? Um, um, what's worse is for the people that are still alive, that are still here. You know? And that's why, you know, sometimes we think, oh, they've died, it's too late. It's not too late. Everyone else they've left behind is still there. And they they still need us to save them, right? Um, another thing. Oh, time that would, sorry, sorry, I was just saying. Did you hear about yeah, families yeah. that would say they're sleeping in the same rooms, so that if they were attacked or bombed, they would all die together rather yeah, than man, cause, be Yeah, man, because man, you don't you don't want to be the last one to die. I'd hate them living to mourn on without each other. Exactly, man. And not even that is like, you know, when you have to stay behind, Hello. right? Do you think you can even bury your family members properly? Do you think you can give them a nice janazah, 
like we do over here in the UK you won't be able to man right you won't even be able to find the body parts right I know I'm being very like crude here you know yep. with how I'm saying it in it but that's the reality of it yep. like they're they're blown up <laughs> you can't gather their body parts and bury them properly right it is torment for them afterwards right because they can't even lay them to rest properly and right? there have been reports you know, I think of the Israeli military and the idea of even storming funerals if I'm correct um, wow. so they didn't even give them a chance to grieve man. subhanallah they do that I think so I think I, I oh, heard somewhere there was a report that oh my yeah. god well if that's true man that is awful because that's like that's just, that's just absolutely no respect bro like they're already dead bro can you leave them alone nah, yeah. nah, nah. if that's true oh my god um, definitely check it but yo yeah Alright, so um, one piece of advice I'd give um, in terms of m- when it comes to media is speak it into existence, right? What I mean by this is have a discussion with your friends, right? The first step when it comes to like the the issue that's happening in Palestine, and you know the reason why right now a lot of people are actually talking about it is because people spoke it into existence. Right, the more we talk about it between ourselves, the more we discuss about Palestine, right, with our friends and stuff, right, the more we acknowledge the reality of what's going on in Palestine, the more we acknowledge it as an issue, right. Definitely, Tahmid, right. If let's say in a month, right. If in a month we spoke about we spoke about three di- we spoke about ten different issues, yeah, right. Nine of them were about um, problem A, and one of them was about problem B. Just based on that, what do you think is more? Uh, what do you think was the bigger problem during that month? Problem A, of course. Problem A because we spoke about it more, right? This is what we need to do. We need to have this discussion with ourselves and with our family, with our friends, with our colleagues, right? With people, um, you know, uh, in your societies or whatever you do. I don't know if um, uni societies are doing anything now because of COVID. But if they are in it, you know, talk about these things. Why? So that we can act, so that we can, you know, bring it into reality so that we can acknowledge the situation, what's going on, right? And one thing that we do, like in the with, with our ASD page, is that like uh, for this episode, for example, we um, on our story we asked you guys, do you guys have any ideas on what we can do to help our Muslim brothers and sisters? Right? When we asked that question, right, not only was it because we wanted to know what ideas you guys have, so that you so that we can figure out the best ideas um, for this episode, but also for you guys to think about it we don't just want to tell you guys oh do this and that we want you guys to think about okay what is it you can do you know and i'm sure like sad how many responses did we get we only posted that story today how many responses did we get uh one two three four five actually wait nine four five six seven yeah probably like somewhere near ten maybe i see so we got ten responses right that's ten different people who saw our story and they actually spent some time thinking you know what what is it that I can do to help Palestine now imagine that do you, do you think that that time went to waste 
or do you think that time is going to be something that's sort of like an investment for the future that that's going to remain as an investment for the future because as soon as we start thinking about solutions automatically we've done half the job bro you get what i mean mm-hmm. yeah half the job is just us thinking about it half the job is just get us getting all the muslims on the table so that we can actually talk about these things right so when it comes to media the biggest like point i would it, um i would um push is um start a discussion you know use your page or promote other discussions on yeah. other pages and personalize your you know? personalize your posts you know maybe add a dua there so people can say amen or maybe add yeah, yeah, add different yeah personal. add different like elements to it maybe explaining something yeah. you know whatever Someone said that, right? So uh, someone, someone said that. Yeah, that was one of the responses. Who, who was it? Who was it? Uh, give them a, give them a nice little shout. Uh, Sally Hom, S E L L I H O M. He or she said, add your own voices on your platforms and posting about it. It's more personal. Is a, is a, is a she? Me and Tommy knows. Okay, right, right. She then. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's one. Is there any other responses you want to add to that we haven't mentioned? There was someone that gave quite a long response and it's quite well. It's quite it's really good. Yeah, quite a long wanna, one, but it's good. Is is there any anything from that long response that's like worth pointing out? Uh, let me just get it up now actually, because I I did actually quite like it. Um, when they were talking about younger Muslims standing up in situations of injustice. Who was it, by the way? Specifically, younger Muslims. Who was uh, it, by the way? Was it Sully? Uh, I I'm not sure. You blocked out the name. Let me check. Did I? Yeah, on the story. It's on the story. I'll just go in the DMs. Yeah, yeah. If you go in the DMs, you'll find it. Oh, Jahid, Jahid. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jahid, um, he also has a podcast. Um, let me try and find the name of his podcast so we can shout out as well. Mashallah, man, this brother he doesn't have the name of his podcast in his bio, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my read off what he said. Was he find the name? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he said his advice would be that we've seen the power that young Muslims can have when standing up against oppression and injustice and opposition. Because uh, young Muslims are the future of Islam, the backbone of Islam, and if we look at our history, uh, and he named examples such as Musab ibn Umar, Tariq bin Ziyad, Salahuddin al Ayyubi, Muhammad al Fatih, etc., they always did what was the best, what was for the betterment of Islam and Muslims, and they always made sacrifices to give up everything they had, or well, anything they had to give up for the sake of uh, the deen and the sake of uniting Muslims and the sake of you know reaching justice essentially mm. and he said and he ended it with but remember that the mountains of reward you'll receive on the day, day of Qiyamah for being the generation of Muslims who stood up against oppression and made changes for himself you know I remember um, sorry I, I remember I think it, I saw a post, right? It was um, about I can't remember who it was. It was like some sort of like Israeli ambassador who was invited to give some sort of talk 
um, I think Cambridge University, right? Or one of the universities in it. And um, in the post, they mentioned that when he came in, obviously he was trying to give his excuses and etc. In it, trying to obviously justify what Israeli, um, what the Israeli state is doing and etc. Right? The students during that talk, you know what they did? They all stood up yeah, and left. walked out. Yeah. They all worked out, and that was amazing. Now, like that act over there, right? I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about it in two ways. Um, Well, two things about that, right? Firstly, people have two opinions on it. You know, if you looked at the comment section, people have two opinions on it. Obviously, one opinion is that yo, of course, this is what we should be doing because my man. Be giving us excuses he's, he's talking out of his bum obviously I'm going to leave I don't support this I'm going to leave right yeah. that was one of the viewpoints um, the other viewpoint was okay this was immature this isn't how we do it this wasn't respectful etc right now before you guys give your opinion in my opinion I think the first viewpoint is correct right I think what they did that day was 110% the right thing to do right and the reason for that is because listen if you are trying to uphold justice yeah if you are trying to fight something that is wrong in the world then guess what you need a bit of a backbone you need to be firm in that you know think back in history right even western history bro the suffragettes do you think they were like very respectful and etc Nah, and you, you know, and exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like they you have to look to get that right. If it was, if if it's so easy, right, to free Palestine, that we could have done it, you know, very respectfully, very nicely, and etc. Then guess what? It would have already been done. It would have already been done, right? Mm. If you want to make a change. You need to firstly be 100% confident in the change you want to make. And when you are 100% confident, then guess what? You have to stand by that viewpoint with every fiber of your being, bro. You can't sit there and talk about hashtag free Palestine and attend um, attend a talk by an Israeli ambassador. You can't. It doesn't work, right? Right now, everyone thinks that, wait, no, that, that does make sense. Oh, you're being a bit too, you know, narrow-minded if you do. Literally, if you look at it in any, like, in any other circumstance, yeah, right? When you, if, if someone is doing an atrocity, right, in any other circumstance, it would be okay for me to not accept it. But in this one, I have to. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. L- let's not make... What is what the Israeli state is doing to Palestine? Let's not make that an exception to the rules of justice, to the rules of I don't know what do you call it, humanitarian rules. Let's not make that an exception, right? Mm. We need to, like in any other case, we need to put in the we need to make sure that people know the gravi- the gravity or or the seriousness of it, you know. Um, so definitely I agreed with them what about you guys <laughs> I guess I said that bad times <laughs> oh yeah 100% agree with you as well and there were people saying that 
Or what's the point of turning up then and going to one and just not attend at all? Because that makes a statement, bro. Exactly, exactly. Imagine how much more of a statement that made than some sort than you would have been able to make with one of your Instagram posts. Come on. Turning up is essentially just ignorance, right? Because you're not. Yeah, yeah. In in a sense, it can be viewed as ignorance. But if you turn up and then leave. It's not ignorance anymore. It's yeah, it's, it's a protest. Right now, right there, you just showed your political it's like, stance. It's like you were, you yeah, yeah, you proved it and you stood your ground. You showed that. Th- listen, I'm not having this. Exactly. Imagine, imagine what was happening in that room, right? Israeli ambassador came in. He was giving excuses, bro. He was giving excuses, trying to justify his actions, and everyone stood up and left. What does that mean? They said, "Listen, I don't care about your excuses." I don't care about your excuses. That's what they said by standing up and leaving. Right. You know, sometimes not saying anything can have an even bigger impact in it. And should I tell you the only time it has a bigger impact? The only time being silent has a bigger impact is when you have an action instead of when you have an action instead. Right? When you do something, it will have a bigger impact. But that doesn't mean if you're not doing anything and you're not saying anything, then guess what? That means you're just not doing anything at all. Okay? Don't think you're having an impact like that, right? These lot they had an impact because they did something, right? And that's more than saying something. But saying something is also more than doing nothing. Yeah, man. May Allah subhanahu wa taala reward them, man. Amin, amin. Amin. But yeah, so I yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like yeah man. I mean, you guys have pretty much hit all the nails on the head, so I, I, I don't think I need to. Yeah, yeah. Ready for people. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah. With that said, and obviously, com- like no disrespect to anyone, you know, who is there, like, oh, you know, this is wrong. This is disrespectful. Like hundred percent. You know, we do want to be respectful at the end of the day. You know, we do want to be, um, we do want to be kind. We do want to be nice to everyone. You know. That is what we want, and that is what we're fighting for. But we need to know the reality of things, and we need to bring a car. We need to, we need to have the people who, we need to. What do you, what do you call it? Bring them to account. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only after that, after that, you can be kind to them if you want. But firstly, bring them to account, then be kind to them, man. Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess. Um, did, did we miss anything else? Oh yeah, the boycott. Boycotts. That's the main bit. Yeah, man. The, the main bit. <laughs> okay, so we'll go into that then, innit? Um, if there's anything else. Huh? Uh, let's go yeah, let's go for it, yeah. Alright, so I guess uh, um, the last bit to talk about um, is something that is quite. I guess it's on a lot of people's minds, innit? You know, because a lot. Because it's going around a lot. And it's about boycotting Israeli products. And I guess what I want to talk about right now is uh, with you guys is sort of the practicality behind that right is it realistic for us to boycott israeli products even if we do boycott israeli products will that actually have an effect on the israeli economy right because that's the main purpose of it right the reason why we want to boycott israeli products is to put on an economic pressure on israel right and that's the purpose of it so does that actually do that Will us boycotting actually put pressure on them, economically speaking, right? And if boycotting isn't the best thing to do, are there other things we can do? Um, and I guess the first thing to do 
um, by starting this um, so this uh, this topic um, is by saying um, so I looked at I looked a little bit into sort of current day um, the current day economy of Israel right and if we look at the current day economy of Israel um, they are less susceptible to boycotts right and the main reason for this is because um, nowadays you know more on an inter- on a on an international level Israeli exports involve more unique and higher quality products right and because of this is um, they are what you call it's less uh, what do you call it it's harder to replace them in it you know because they're more unique products in it because let's say if it's a simple if, if a simple thing as um, Israeli bread you can replace it with some other bread right because bread is a common is, is a, is a com- common good right yeah but for them for Israel a lot of the a lot of the income is coming from more unique and higher quality goods right now what does this mean does this mean that um, there's no point of boycotting Israeli products of course not we should boycott Israeli products but what it means is we need to be a bit more smart about it you know we need to boycott firstly we need to boycott products that will actually have an hit have a hit on the Israeli economy right and boycotting these products are as simple as okay you know what I'm gonna boycott you know I'm gonna boycott everything from them and that's it right for most people it's not as simple as that because we need replacements now right mm-hmm. and in my opinion the best way to go about it is find Muslim find replacements by Muslims right if you want to boycott Israeli products this is a perfect time to support Muslim products then right even if the Muslim products cost more money why don't we spend more money on them why don't we support them um, Saad wasn't I, I heard recently not recently this was maybe maybe a few years back in it um, a, a couple of Muslim brothers maybe two brothers um, millionaire brothers they bought Asda oh yes I think this was the um, the Euro garages uh, dudes um, hmm. I'll have to check but one sec give me a second uh Muslim Brothers by Asda. Yeah, second October twenty twenty. Muslim billionaire billionaire brothers by Asda. I think these were the guys that owned the uh, <coughs> garages. Yeah, the yeah, Easter exactly. Brothers That's own crazy. EG oh, yeah. group, which has more than five thousand two hundred petrol stations across the UK and Europe. Wow. I think this is your garages. That's crazy, stage, man. Yeah. So now, what? You know, so why don't we support like people like that, man? Why don't we support those brothers who brought Asda and support products for them to bring into Asda, you know, instead of buying products from Sainsbury's, which we know are Israeli products, yep. right? So we need to be practical in that sense, right? So I guess I'll give it over to you guys, mm-hmm. innit? Um, firstly, guys, what do you think about the boycott? Do you think we should do it? Yep, I think so. Yeah, 100%. Why? It's an effective tool that is shown. Little change is still change. Yeah. Yeah, and trust. Like, if you think about the numbers, just strictly the numbers, if every Muslim, which obviously won't happen, but every single Muslim was to boycott 
uh, fruit products, Israeli products and stuff, it would make a significant dent because this is what over. Yeah, but I mean, I mean that's the thing though. You just said it, but that won't happen. Won't why? Wh- yeah, yeah, so why? Why do I care about something that won't happen then? Like. It, like damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it! But it doesn't mean it's not worth it. Damn it! Like you said, we have to try ten times. If you said, if you said, okay, if fifty percent of Muslim, if fifty percent of the Ummah, right, boycotted Israel, and that has a significant, that has a, that would have a significant effect, right? And then at that, at the same time, fifty percent is realistic. Then fair enough, that number actually matters. You get what I mean? Yeah. But if you're telling me. That okay, if hundred percent of Muslims boycott Israel, it's gonna have an effect. But there's no way there's a chance that even fifty percent of Muslims are gonna do it. Then guess what? It yeah, doesn't yeah. like I don't care. Like yeah, it doesn't matter how much of an effect hundred percent can have. We're not even getting hundred percent. So what's the point? Yeah, no. I said for the f- sake of example, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's not a realistic assumption. Yeah, a realistic assumption would be probably barely in less than 10% and that would be scaling it but that 10% is still a large number mm. and to be honest the more you push it the more you keep doing it the more it will affect because the more you see people boycotting products even yeah. if you continue buying it yourself or the people continue buying it yeah the more and I think keep doing it the more you'll be influenced that's how so much influence happens that's how change happens pr- through persistence yeah. it changes and come just by one or two tries one effort it comes through Assistance and patience, and you know, if you s- if some people stuck to it, it would influence other people, and then eventually get the ball rolling. And I think you know to add to that, you know, we're thinking about Muslims, right? Guess what? If us Muslims are boycotting Israeli products, and other people see it, then guess what? Yeah, exactly. Other non-Muslims are also going to be boycotting, and that's the case right now. For sure. Right? For sure. There are non-Muslims right now today. Are boycotting Israeli products because they see us doing it, they see us posting about it, you know. Mm-hmm. So their numbers add up to our numbers. So I don't think it's, I don't think, you know, it is um, the reason why I asked you that question in the time about the hundred percent, the ten percent, is because I don't think it is, um, it is feasible for us to look at it in that way. In the sense that, guess what? Like Saul said from the beginning, this isn't a religious issue, bro. It's a political one. It isn't something that only involves Muslims or only affects Muslims, right? Us fighting for Palestine doesn't mean us not taking help from anyone else. Us doing it just by ourselves. It means that we need to, we need to do everything we can to help Palestine. That's what it means, yeah. and that that includes getting help from anyone else, anyone else we can. Are we going against Al Aqsa by asking our white friends for help? Of course wow. not, of course not. So, Tahmid, if if we do that, like let's say if I boycott Israeli products, you boycott Israeli products, Saad boycotts Israeli products. Damn it! What would happen if, if you tell ten of your friends to do it, and then I tell ten of my friends to do it, Saad so tells ten of his friends to do it, you know? I guess the biggest problem is people actually doing or not. You know, a lot of people yeah, they say like, hey, hey, yeah, hashtag boycott Israel, right? And then they buy a Coca Cola. 
you know? Yeah, and then <laughs> like, to McDonald's. Literally, I've, I've stopped. I've told my sisters we're not going to McDonald's anymore. Like, we used to buy off and then it's like, we're not going anymore. Exactly, you know, it's like... Even though we're, like, we're just one person, <laughs> so it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Yeah, and that's the reality of it, isn't it? Like, a lot of people, they're doing this, they're doing exactly this. It's because they're not taking it seriously, man. Exactly. Like, like honestly, the boycott won't work. Jackal, it won't work, Jackal, if you don't take it seriously. Kind of like the elections and voting. So many people didn't vote because they thought that vote wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. Thing, you know, there were over just as many people that didn't vote that did. Next thing you know is all the old people that vote who are going to die in two years' time. <laughs> and it, it is, it's their vote that matters now. Yeah. You know? I think... And it's their, 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 their opinion that is going to affect the rest of your life. I think, you know, upon yes, uh, observation to be made here, just to, before you wrap up, Shalom. Is that um, remember with France when France um, did their whole, uh, you know, uh, obviously they had the Charlie Hebdo thing booming, and after that I forgot what happened, but um, I think it was a, a, a teacher that said that was okay or something, and then France didn't do something. I, I don't know. Remember something happened, and then over, over that whole situation, like not too long ago, uh, quite recently, I think. And then everyone started boycotting French products. Remember that? Um, I don't remember. I'll, I'll pull up the news story. There was basically bear, um, I think like Qatar and Kuwait and all these even Gulf states were starting to like remove from their supermarkets uh, French products. Yeah. French uh, products uh, boycott. This was fairly recently. Yeah, 26 October. Campaign launched on social media to boycott French products across MENA, so Middle East and Africa, North Africa. Um, a social media campaign has been calling launch call, has been launched calling for the boycott of French products from supermarkets across the Middle East and North Africa, in protest at pre- President uh, Macron's recent comments on Islam and his backing of satirical outlets publishing publishing caricatures of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, and then I remember so some some there were videos of some actual like um, people in stores and even uh, store like uh, managers and stuff I think removing products um, from their shelves French products from their shelves from French companies um, and that had a big effect because you know what happened next Macron was like no what are you guys doing stop no don't do this <laughs> you guys you guys are being silly this stuff I, I don't remember exactly what he said but he was really angry I remember him being like kind of angry about it yeah he was like he was like, yeah, look, French urges BBC reported 25th October. So uh, this was like with oh, in that period. It said French, French urges Arab nations to prevent boycotts over Macron's cartoons. <laughs> so they were like, no, guys, please stop. No, these are baseless, <laughs> they, they baseless calls for boycott of his goods. <laughs> so it shows you that these countries actually do care. And um, they will, ha- it, an effect will be felt on their economy, um, because these products are massive. They're multi-billion-dollar industry industries, and if it's taken to the scale of, for example, a Gulf state, or people in major supermarkets in these countries removing French products or whatever country's products, like Israel's products, off their shelves, then clearly it's going to be a massive change for them, and they're going to realize, look, right, okay, we can't mess about with this anymore. Uh, we have to make sure our propaganda is, and obviously from their side, from Israel's side or French, France's side, whoever's side, they'll try and improve their propaganda, and they'll be like, they'll they'll 
big, make a bigger push towards their media and promoting their agenda, right? And then obviously for us, it's, it's a cat and mouse game of fighting back. They're trying to improve and hide it more, fight back, they try to improve. And you can see this kind of game with China where every time something's leaked, they say, oh, no, 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 this, is, this isn't true. Like, you know, Muslims are treated fine. We're not doing much. You know, we're just getting rid of the radicals and terrorists, etc., etc. And they try to brush it under the rug, right? Uh, and then we'll try and expose them more and they'll try and do the same thing and we'll try and expose them more so it's 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 just a, you know it's the state of the world how it is nowadays where we have to play this cat and mouse game and if we don't then we're basically giving them the win right we have to we have to keep pushing uh, and especially as Muslims who you know as the hadith states that when one part of the ummah feels pain the rest of the ummah feels pain as, as if the ummah is one whole body I'm paraphrasing um, but you know uh, it is important that we feel that pain alongside them another massive or two massive impacts that came through the the product of, that came through the product of like boycotting and raising awareness and stuff hmm. is one the Maldives have the Maldives I'm sure you've heard already have completely suspended all uh, imports from Israeli products and that is so sick yeah everything and shout out to Maldives legit just completely caught off all of it and they're not taking anything yeah, and I think Ireland even See, also have sanctions on like them, right? that's what that's what that's what boycotting means. Legit. Like it's something very serious, man. It is very strict. You gotta have you a half ass boycott, man. Yeah, for real, you have to take it serious. And mm. it was Italian porters, I think. You know, people that work on the ship shipyards. Yeah, yeah. When they send out, you know, crates and stuff for shipping, um, I think they refused to uh, refuse to load ships with crates. Out of pro in in protest. That's so that's so sick, man. That's so sick. Yeah, exactly. And it just shows, man. Like this is a humanitarian crisis, right? It is something that any person who, any person who just wants um, humans to be treated like humans, should support this cause, right? Everything else is secondary to that, right? Your opinion on the occupation and etc. Now, I guess with that, um, amazing points, and I guess to sort of end it, you know, um, we need to remember that the idea of boycotting is something that is, you know, that existed even at the time of the Prophet Muhammad It is something that happened against us, right? And it is something that, you know, we also acknowledge as a way of um, putting economic pressure on people to do something, right? And it works. Boycotting it works. You know, no one can argue that boycotting doesn't work, but it only works if we do it seriously. Now, how do we do it seriously, right? Like we said, you know, you can't just sit here and say hashtag boycott Israel and then go ahead and you know the next takeout you get, you buy a Coca Cola with it. You know, it doesn't work like that, right? Now, I remember my dad, right, on a WhatsApp group chat, you know, he asked um, he asked people, and this was a WhatsApp group chat, you know, with, you know, with Muslim organizations and etc., right? And he asked them, like, okay, listen, I, I'm hearing a lot about boycott and Israeli products. I'm seeing a lot of less, you know, of... Israeli products to boycott but I'm not seeing any alternatives to it that's what my dad said in this message mm. in it right when my dad sent that message he asked um, 
you know, could anyone provide alternatives to Israeli products, right? Um, and then someone he replied to my dad on it, and he just went at him, bro. He was like, "Oh, what do you mean replacements? Why do you need alternatives? Why do you need to drink fizzy drinks? Why can't you just drink water? You know, um, stuff like that." And it's just so ridiculous what people are saying, man. You know, because how how can you promote the boycott of Israel when you yourself don't even understand it? Yeah. When you yourself don't even understand what what it means, because clearly these people they don't understand the fact that guess what, you can't just boycott Israel and and it be like that. Yeah. Especially not with the product. You have to actually offer. plan it. Like, how many people in the world drink Coke? You know what I mean? They're not people. Exactly. People are. I'm. I'm sorry to say, like even even with all the atrocities Israel is committing, no one's gonna give up Coke. They won't do that. Coke is. It's sad to say that Coke is more important than human rights to for a lot of people, right? So they won't just give it up for the sake of it. Um, yeah. Especially, like especially, especially if there's no alternative for them. If there's you know, you know, Muslim or Muslim backed or healthy or whatever alternative for them. Like saying, you know, should you drink, uh, go go and drink water? It's like everyone stop eating meat. Everyone be vegan. It's not gonna work. You know, you need to like um, in 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 light of this, what businesses have realized. I'll just give a quick example with the vegan meat issue. Is that a lot of businesses have realized? Okay, well, a lot of people are gonna stop eating meat, right, and just convert to a purely vegan diet of like salad and stuff. Right and fruit and veg- vegetables or whatever, but rather yeah. what they will do is they will they will be more attracted towards meat that is actually made from plant-based origins, right, and ingredients. So you see a lot of yeah. these companies investing in this uh, like uh, str- uh, uh, market, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they they bring alternatives exactly. like um, what what veggie patties, veggie burgers, yeah, um, or like I remember um, like um, if you go into Asda, burgers right, that actually look like proper like meat. Section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like proper meat. Yeah, yeah. There's a section of Asda. It's like oh, it's um um vegan. What do you call it? Uh, like oh, vegan pasta. Yeah. You know, not vegan pasta. What do you call it? What's the meat one called? Lasagna. lasagna. Yeah, vegan lasagna yeah. and stuff like that. You know, vegan meat pie. Yeah. You know, they had stuff like that and vegan uh, vegan burgers. Yeah. Right. Um. These these are things you can get. You know, and yeah, go on. So yeah, yeah, I was I was just saying like this uh, in in this market now they have developed technology that will make make it look like meat and taste like meat. Like it will have all the juicy aspects of meat and how all of the like, yeah, it would yeah, it would um, have the flavor, flavor of, of meat, meat, but it's made from plants, and that attracts people because they're like, well, we're getting the same experience, yeah. but it's healthier, and yeah. we're not we're not. And guess what? Are those people are those people now like fake vegans? Yeah. No, they're real vegans, yeah. right? Are they like, oh, oh, now nah, these people they're fakes? No, they're not eating meat. That's the main point. That's what we were trying to do in the first yeah. place. You know, whatever makes that easier, go for it. Yep. That's the main bit. Is like making that easier, making that transition easier. Yeah. And it's the same with this. Like when someone, if someone comes to you and they're like, "Okay, you're talking about Israeli product. What should I eat?" If you turn back to them and say, "Nah, nah, nah, just don't eat anything," guess what? That's not gonna work. Yep. And that's what we're trying to say here. We're not saying don't boycott Israel. No. When you boycott Israel, plan it out. Yep. You can't just do it. You have to actually plan yep. it. Guess what? When you boycott Israel, you have to plan your alternatives for when when you when you crave a Coca Cola, when you crave a Pepsi, you know, and all the other like I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of what what pretty much Sainsbury's, Tesco, all of it, man, yep. you know, um, like what half of it is what Zionist products. Yeah, pro- pro- probably a large majority of what's in our stores right now is probably Israeli owned. I'm pretty sure the management yeah. of those stores are Zionist as well. Yeah. 
like like it's hard man it's hard you can't just do it willy nilly plan it out and plan it out means find alternatives have it ready so that right now before before you even think about the next time you drink about coke you already know 10 different other things that you can have yeah yeah when the next time you go grocery sh- uh, sh- shopping for your family you know exactly okay i can buy this i can buy this i can buy yeah. this this is what i'm gonna buy instead. and if nothing else because you already did your research you already did your and if planning. nothing else you know going back to what Ahmed was saying with you know even 10 percent uh, is a significant amount of impact uh, economically um for israel to feel for any country to feel um even if it's not 10 percent bro even if it's just you yeah that's doing this and none of your friends are doing it or no no one else is doing it it's just you at least when you stand in front of you know your creator and he you know you're you're taken for account you you've got an extra set of good deeds there compared to everyone else uh because you actively did what you could in terms of fighting out against injustice you know in terms of why why is the why why is uh why is the hadith remind muhammad and tahmid you know speak out uh use your hand act out against you know speak out against injustice with your hand right act like fight against it with your hand if you can't do that then speak out against it if you can't do that then feel it in your heart right we all speak out against it right when you see sin dude. yeah yeah when, when you see sin or injustice or whatever i'm paraphrasing again um and those are the three steps right and and the uh, feeling in your heart is the lowest form of iman if i if i'm correct the hadith says right yeah so yeah, yeah. We all we all we all know that it's bad. We all feel that it's bad, right? That what's happening in Palestine, what's happening across the world in terms of oppression. Um, we all speak out against it. Or we try to, but in terms of acting out, right? In terms of acting it, none of us really do that. Uh, in terms of practical doing stuff, yeah. Um, so we'll have an extra step ahead of everyone else who might who might just be speaking out and feeling it, but we're actually acting it as well. So you're you're just creating an extra kind of bonus set of good deeds for yourself by doing that, um, yeah. Yeah, and wallahi, wallahi, you you don't understand like the amount of reward you're gonna get for it, man. We don't. I'm saying I don't. None of us do. You don't understand how much reward you're gonna get for it afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even not not even like this. There's, there's so many aspects to this, bro, that you could use it to justify. Yeah, when people try and argue with you, you can use so many different aspects. For example, with the Coke thing, right? If you say I'm boycotting Coke and I'm instead going for a healthy alternative or maybe a Muslim-backed alternative that is somewhat different, etc., etc. Number one, you're supporting your Muslim businesses, whatever. You could use that argument. Number two, you could say, oh, I'm not drinking Coke anymore because it's healthier for me, right? You don't even have to say to people that it's Israeli-backed or this or that, right? You can do to raise awareness for it, right? But... If you know it's going to cause an argument scene, you can just say it was healthier, and then people might go for that because nowadays people are actually value sometimes they value kind of a, a more um, non-political agenda, let's say, compared to a political one. Like you see, a lot of people will yeah. talk about, will say, "Oh no, we don't know both the side, both sides of the story. We don't know. We don't have all the knowledge, you know, going on," because they don't want to act. They don't want to say anything that you know that might that might get them cancelled, or that might be societally wrong, yeah. or that they might be brainwashed into thinking they're wrong. Right, but if you tell them, everyone should try and be. If you put out a survey and a questionnaire saying more people should try and be vegan, yes or no? Do you agree, yes or no? Right? People would more people will say yes than if you put out a survey that said Israel is a terrorist state or Israel is, uh, you know, committing war crimes. More people will say yes, and I agree with the vegan one than with the Israel one, right? Um, because they don't, they don't. Wanna, it's non-political. It doesn't. You don't. You don't have to align with anything to be 
be uh, you know sympathetic with a, that vegan cause, right? So yeah, and on, and on yeah. top of that, one of them gives you a direct personal yeah, interest. Exactly. You know. Um, directly benefits yeah. you like when you talk about health okay that's something that I, as an because we um, one of the one of the biggest challenges with boycotting is that it's very difficult to see as an individual yeah. but something like let's say oh I'm not going to drink coke because of health reasons that's very easy you can very easily see the benefit you yeah. can get on an individual yeah. level and you can attract that. people like but that that being said obviously. that being said that, that, that obviously would only work with you know, Israeli yeah. products are unhealthy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's um, yeah, that's, that's a limitation. Yeah. Yeah. So, for everyone listening to today's episode, it is quite a long episode. We did um, cover um, quite a bit of ground in this episode. Um, spoke about quite a few different things, um, but we did want to have a more comprehensive episode discussing everything in one go, um, rather than talking about uh, you know bits and pieces here and there. Um, so yeah I hope this episode was beneficial I hope at least you found one thing you could do um, after this episode um, to help Palestine to help our Muslim brothers and sisters over there Um, I guess if there's one last piece of advice I could give to everyone it would be you know today is the day that we should stop fighting amongst ourselves right is the day that we should stop all internal conflict you know um we're so busy fighting amongst ourselves i believe that is the reason why you know most of the ummah is in shambles today that is the reason why you know palestine is in the situation that they're in today right and we need to put aside you know pay these are all petty things man you know if you look at it like even in long sight bro right a lot of internal fights they're not about you know they're not about fake issues they're not about this they're not about that right they're about oh yeah who's in charge of the mosque right who has more political power in this mosque you get what I mean right Tahmid you've seen it too innit like in our masjids bro like you see like you see the people maybe the imam and etc you know the people in um, in the forefront who are you know doing their best for the community right but then there are people um, behind the scenes who are the quote unquote I don't know what do you call it like the chair people of the I don't know the committee of the masjids or something yeah the committees and the people that you would probably never even see in the mosque right all they do is just fight amongst themselves about who's in charge of the mosque and this and that and blah 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 Right, this is what the Ummah is busy fighting amongst each other on. Who's in charge of what? <laughs> you know, and if we can just stop all these petty arguments, right, petty fights, and we can focus our efforts on on what's more important, which is the Ummah as a whole, which is saving the Ummah as a whole. Including our Muslim, our Palestinian brothers and sisters, our Yemenis brothers and sisters, you know, our Yuga brothers and sisters, right? If we can focus on these type of things, then for sure, one hundred and ten percent, you know, we will be able to help them, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will be on our side. And there's like, there's just absolutely no way we can lose. You get me? 
there's absolutely no way we cannot help our Muslim businesses.